Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk Watch Dogs Legion's first impression and some game news. I think it's Watch, Dog Le- Watch Dogs Legion. Yes. Watch, yes. Watch Dog Legions. Watch. Watches. That's the most Michigan thing I've ever done. Dogs Legions. <laughs> it's We're going to Myers. <laughs> oh, gosh. Kmart. <laughs> Before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places that you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for their contributions. We love you guys. And anybody else who contributes, we love you as well, even though you don't spend as much money as they do. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we are Twitch affiliates. You can also subscribe to our Twitch for uh, whatever. I think it's like five bucks is the minimum amount. Or you can use your free Amazon Prime subscription. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch subscription once a month that you have to re-up every single month, which is super annoying. You can't just set it for the same person all the time. But that's cool. You can spend it here if you want. If not, there's all kinds of other great content creators that... Uh, make cool stuff but we would appreciate it on ours alex any bumpers for the network yes the horror movie yearbook boys talked about night of the creeps this week please go check that out at horrormovieyearbook.com or wherever your favorite podcatcher takes you and uh yeah the boys should be proud of me i've actually watched a lot of horror movies in the last month that's good it's I've very typical for me it's, it's a good month to do it in so yeah you should talk about it in the horror movie yearbook Discord. Yeah, I might. Channel. They would appreciate it, I'm sure. Saw Suspiria last night. That was amazing. The new one? No. Hell no. The old the, one. The old one. Yeah, we try we were gonna film nerds that one once and by the time the movie ended, I think I think Nick and I kinda looked at Willie and we're like, I, I don't know what we had to talk about and Willie was like, Well, that's a bummer, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a weird one. It's very weird, but I enjoyed it. Mostly because the, of the audio and the visuals. I heard the new one is interesting, too, but I have not watched it yet. I think it's up on Amazon Prime for free. But It is, actually. Know. Cool. Horror movies. Yep. Horror movie or book. Check it out. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched The Matrix last night. Oh, that's a horror movie. Of, it is for our dystopian future <laughs> that we're headed into in about three days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the dystopian future that we continue. Yeah. <laughs> in the next three days. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, what have you guys been playing other than Watch Dogs? Because I don't think I've played much of anything. No, that's a lie. I bought Ghost Recon Wildlands on PlayStation because it was, or not Wildlands, uh, Breakpoint. Break I think you Point. talked about that last time. Did I? Yeah. It seems like a, a yep. good use of a brand new RTX 3080 to get a um, game on PlayStation. Yeah, no, I also, I downloaded The Witcher 3 on my PC, and I tried playing it, and it just crashes, so... Really? That's um, weird. I've never had that game crash. Yeah, no, it it just crashes. It won't do anything. So I deleted that, um, and I bought bought Hades, and I haven't played it yet. I think you'll like Hades a lot. I think so, too. It's a really cool game. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, but... um, For sure. Yeah. What about you guys? What have you played? I, um, I, so 
I played some more Control. I finished the Foundation DLC. I think it's okay. It's a little bit backloaded with like the interesting, cool stuff about it. Any of the story elements that I think are actually kind of compelling is all towards the end. Uh, so it can you can they can build off of it. Um. It just kind of expands a little bit on the oldest house. You get to know more about the history of the oldest house and like some of the earlier uh, directors and kind of some of the weirdness surrounding like who the board is and who former is and all this other stuff. So I think I think it's like I don't necessarily know how much more they're going to build on it, but I think it kind of just gives you a fuller picture of what's going on. Uh, the Alan Wake DLC feels like a lot more of. It's not it's not as Alan Wakey as I wanted it to be, um, but there is a fair amount of it so far. I'm still pretty early on in it, so there's there's definitely more time, but um it, it certainly like you get to go into the investigations section of the oldest house, which I don't think you got to go into previously, so you get to hmm. see more about like the other AWEs that are being investigated about, one of which happens to be the one that technically is the game of Alan that's, Wake. That's the thing is they could build a whole game off of that idea of like you are going out and investigating these AWEs and like you like it, and it could be throwing it out there some some like four player squad based thing where you and your like homies are like you know that you've got a director and then you've got like you know three mates that are like your agents and like you guys go out and do that kind of shit and like hunt down these things all X-Files style like that they sounds can, great. They could make a whole game of that, and I would be it, so happy with that. It's uh, sure. four player. They could call it Quad Troll. Yeah. No. All right. Kick them out. Yep. We're done <laughs> also, here. I feel like the Foundation DLC would be easier to build off of than the. Uh, uh, I I made that joke. Oh, I I made I know, that joke, no and it was completely glossed over. <laughs> <laughs> Alex just went right into talking about how we can't, we can't really build much off of it. Blah 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 blah. blah. I felt like we had to bring that back already. Whoosh. Sorry, sorry, that was my fault. I didn't pick that one up. Yeah, r slash well. whoosh. It, it yep. was super dry. Sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, Alan Wake DLC is cool. I did also get to play Control on a thing called Amazon Luna, which is Amazon's streaming service. I played it for about 10 minutes and promptly did not pick it up again because I don't really care about these streaming game services for some reason. Maybe it's because um, you have a supercomputer as a oh, desktop. Probably, yeah, and we're not doing much traveling, really, so maybe that would have, <laughs> you know, if I was, like, on a work trip or something, it would matter a little bit more. But That's the thing what, is, like, these devices and services aren't made for us, necessarily, but the people yeah. they are made for, I hope, well, I mean, it's, you know, you get all the, if you go in the, the Stadia subreddit, there are dudes in there who are just like, why are people still hating on this, that, like, it's clearly not for them. And that's fine. Like, it's okay to, like, not like these services or for them to not be your thing. But for the people who they are for, they're amazing. And they do a great thing. And it's awesome. And those people love this kind of stuff. And so I don't understand the hatred for... Well, I think the uh, problem is, is if they don't capture any of those upper tier PC master race bullshit people like us, uh, it's bad. That means that 
it's going to be hard for people to come to it because it's not kept like we have the best of the best. I have the best internet that I can get that most people can get in the United States. And therefore, if me as an ideal use case of these services does not glom onto it, they failed on some level. And so the people who live in rural Wyoming or whatever, but you said it yourself that like you as someone who like, you're not traveling for a work trip or anything like that. You could be mm -hmm. playing games using these services. Like, that doesn't apply to you necessarily. Like you, you can have you can have the best internet. You could have a super fast computer. You could have all this shit. Like that's totally cool and all. But like it doesn't. Like the service doesn't necessarily apply to you in this instance. If again, if I think the way they will sell it to the PC master race type people is in the sense that like, hey, you can play your games when you're not at home. And for like, sure, I think and that's that's, totally that's how true. it needs to be. Like. I think that's how it needs to be marketed is like you can play you can literally play anywhere like you can't really play Stadia anywhere because you always you have to have Wi-Fi. You well, have that's to. the problem with it, I feel, because like somebody like Alex that has great Internet for that type of thing has no reason to use his great Internet for that. Like most people well, that right, have but, gigabit but Internet is like have awesome computers. So GeForce Now, the benefit to GeForce Now is you can use the data on your phone if you want. You can literally use GeForce Now anywhere as long as you That's have cool. a cellular yeah. signal. That's the benefit to GeForce Now. I don't know if Amazon's going to be the same. Does it? Will it run off of data? Do you know, Alex, if Luna will? I don't know. I didn't try. I didn't but, try. But That's I think like, it will. That that's the benefit to GeForce now is you literally can play anywhere. And I mean, if you're on a business trip and you take your Stadia controller and you log into your laptop to play Stadia on like the hotel Wi-Fi, like that's cool. I get it. But you can't can't like go to the airport and like sit in the airport lobby and play Stadia because otherwise you got to pay like fifty dollars for the day to just use the internet in the airport in America. Because in America you have to pay for fucking everything which is different in other countries around the world, they give you free internet air access in the airports. Like, I just think the thing is like, if who, who, what, what is the weird sliver niche of people that the service is actually <clears throat> for? Like, who's the one who's like, man, I would play all of the video games if I could just pay for a $10 monthly service and then buy them for $60 a piece, but not have to buy a 300 to $1,500 console or computer. I, I don't think they're what trying to capture. Of, yeah. I don't think they're trying to capture that person. They're, that? they're trying to capture the person who's willing to pay for the pro plan, like 10 bucks a month or whatever to get access to a bunch of free games, as long as they have their pro internet. And then they want them to forget about the fact that they're paying 10 bucks a month, just like a gym membership. And just like Stadia, or just like uh, Netflix, say, Netflix, and and Hulu, and all those other things that you pay monthly for that you don't even think about, like they're trying to capture that, like that that money. That, and, that's and fine. I but then that means that like it doesn't matter what the service does or doesn't do; they're just trying to s steal money from your pocket every month. Which that's that's capitalism. That's what everybody's no, that's doing. Everyone. Yeah. But then it's like if the people who are fans of the service, like who's that dude on on the subreddit that's like, why are people complaining about this? What is his situation where he's like, you know what, Stadia is really for me because I don't want to buy any consoles, I don't want to have a computer, I only want to play games on Wi-Fi on my phone on my couch. I'll like, be honest with you, a lot of it appears to be dads. <laughs> like they made a they made dad like dad daddia Stadia daddia is like another subreddit. 
for like stay data. dads. Yeah, stay data. And uh it's like it's a lot of these dads who like don't have time or the money to invest in like gaming rigs and they don't have the time to like sit and play games normally. So like when they're sitting in bed, like you know, they just hop on their phone and they can play Destiny with their other dad friends, you know? Like I think that's that is a market that is doing well for them is like a bunch of these dads on on the Stadia subreddit are like, yeah, we fucking love this thing. Okay, so, well, well and here's I, that's the interesting, big, I guess. But let me get in here for a second. The problem sure. with Stadia is the business model. That's the problem I have with it compared to the like the other ones that yeah, if they're gonna steal money, the other services, ten dollars a month, that's fine if they're offering you a bunch of games. Stadia, it's like you're paying. For what pro status, and you're also shelling out sixty dollars for a game that they're probably gonna revoke I'll your access to. I'll be honest with you, right like now, if you have pro right now, you ha- all you also have the entire life. If if you've been pro this whole time, or at any point like in the past couple of months, you have the entire library of Stadia games for free. They've given you all of the games that they have for free minus like NBA 2K1 or 2K21 or whatever the fuck it is like the NBA game and I think Red Dead Redemption and I think Borderlands are the only three games that you have not been given for free all right well let's talk about Amazon Luna Amazon Luna you can right now they're in a an early access period you have to apply for which is what I did they gave me a one week free trial and then I could continue paying six ninety nine a month to use the service. That six ninety nine a month gets you access to a pool of games that they can and will remove and add games to at will. There's also other channels that you'll be able to pay for. Things like the Ubisoft channel that will basically give you the Uplay Plus or whatever the hell Ubisoft Connect is probably what it's called now that they're rolling everything it is actually branding. And that'll give you access to all of the Ubisoft games through Amazon Luna. And starting from now, Ubisoft is planning with Watch Dogs Legion to give you access to your save on whatever system you play their game on, is my understanding. Whether it is Stadia, PC, and hopefully the new consoles, maybe PS4 and Xbox One. I I don't don't, I think Get Flanked did a whole video about the actual cross-play and cross-progression setup. Um, I think with the consoles specifically you only have cross progression between PS4 and PS5 and the same thing with Xbox one and Xbox series. Like that is the only like cross progression they're allowing. Not, they didn't mention anything about PC. This or was Stadia. for what for, for which game for all of the games that like he goes over, not for only rainbow Ubisoft. six, but also like watchdogs and like all of the new <laughs> stuff that's coming out. Like it's like, he kind of breaks down the cross progression okay. and cross play setup. So, yeah, so that I think, well, and I think Ubisoft is still rolling a lot of that stuff out because I know that they weren't planning on going back and adding it to things like Rainbow Six Siege and other Assassin's Creed games and what all the other stuff they're 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 I don't even necessarily know that the cross progression stuff is available for Watch Dogs Legion yet, but the the menus and things are in the game. But right. Either way. Amazon Luna. So they have uh, the cool thing about Amazon Luna right now is that it does work on iPad and iOS. You can use it through the Safari browser. You boot it up. You pick your game. You connect your PS4 controller to the iPad through Bluetooth, and then you play your game. 
Um, but I will say that the playing a game over Wi-Fi, even in my house, you know, I do have like a pretty old Asus router and a slightly newer AT&T piece of shit that they make you use when you have fiber. Uh, <laughs> so I get like 400 megabytes per second through these connections. Um, but I still got a fair amount of stuttery video and I also got quite a bit of lag using a controller connected to the device that was streaming the game. I guarantee that that lag probably goes away. I can't guarantee it, I guess, but I would bet that that lag goes away if you purchase the Amazon Lunar Contro- Luna controller, which connects directly to the Luna service through your Wi-Fi. But, um... I, like, I was missing, I was dropping inputs in control, I was having to, like, overcorrect my aiming a lot. Like, I'm normally not that great of a shot, but I was even worse playing on Amazon Luna. Um, so, you know, it the Stadia experience felt better because it was hardwired through the Chromecast when I was using it. I didn't really take any time to play on, like... Uh, on a PC to figure out and see if that got any better, maybe because I wasn't over Wi-Fi or something of that nature, but that might have been the case. So, But overall, like I think the idea of like a subscription model that was on there, they've got a whole bunch of games, including Control. You have ray tracing. It looks pretty nice when it's not stuttering video. Um, so all in all, like I think between Stadia, xCloud, and luna i'm i'm kind of more for luna at this point simply because i could play it on my on my ios devices but i'm not paying for for uh stadia or luna because i just don't have a reason to use them right now i'm not going anywhere i don't need to have access to these games on those devices not to mention i've been playing control i i beat control on xbox one x i beat control again on pc and i've started playing the dlc on pc I'm not going to start control completely over again on Luna just to get back to where I am right now. So the cross progression thing, I think is a serious problem for some of these. If they want to supplement, they want people like us who have nice computers and, and the newest consoles to use this stuff. They got to figure out that progression thing. They got to work with third parties to figure out that progression thing. It's specifically Ubisoft. Um, they, their cross progression on PC to stadia is perfect because I was able to load my Division 2 save, like, my characters, no problem. And because, essentially, like, Stadia acts as another PC. You're just using your account, which has cloud saves, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I like that. I think that's great, but we got to get to a point where literally everybody's doing that. And I think sure. Microsoft does it with the xCloud stuff, so that's good. Obviously, it's their own built-in service. They're able to use the Xbox cloud saves uh, either way like that. But, you know, I think... It's it's a problem that they that that Luna would need to solve or help other third party developers solve in order to make it work. But because I don't play everything on PC exclusively, maybe that would never go away for me anyway. So right. Um. But yeah, that's Luna. Gladish is saying in the chat he really likes the PlayStation Now subscription right now. He paid ten dollars for a month. He got to play the God of War that came out a couple of years ago. Control, Spider Man, Hitman Two, and Days Gone for ten dollars. And you can download all of those games through that subscription because it's their PS4 games. So I think it's like ten euros, but I don't know what that is in dollars. It's, it's you can, ten bucks here. Can, uh, yeah, or you can pay. Uh, Sometimes when it's on sale, I think you can pay 60 bucks for a year of PlayStation. Oh, now. That's a good deal. Sale. 
twice per year or so. So shit. Worth checking Wait. out. PlayStation now works on PC, doesn't it? It does, actually. I always forget about but that. But you have but you have to stream everything through PlayStation now if you're playing on PC. Yeah, but still. You can't you can't download the PS4 games like you can on the console. So uh one last thing, uh Disc Room came out, which is something that Rick and I talked about at PAX this year. It's a game by Devolver or well, published by Devolver Digital, made by half of what was once Vlambeer and a few other people as well. Uh, this is a game where you have an overhead view and you're basically running into a room that has a bunch of saws spinning around and you're either trying to avoid the saws for as long as you can or you're trying to da- uh, die by different saw types or you're trying <laughs> to beat monsters that are made out of these saws by collecting these orbs that are on the ground. It's very much like a... Um, it's a very unique game. You just... You get different objectives with each room that you uncover. When you beat the objective, it allows you into another room uh, that has a whole different set of objectives that you can do. So far, it's been great, although I have hit a bit of a wall because I think I'm kind of bad at using some of the abilities that the game gives you. One of which is like you can get a dash that has some type of invincibility frame so you can kind of dash past a saw that's coming towards you. Uh, And there's a few other ones that I won't really spoil, but... um, it's very cool. It's out on uh, Switch and PC right now, I believe. I assume it'll come to other platforms later, but certainly worth checking out if you're looking for something that's a little more uh, light and quick and easy to pick up and put down. Um, this room is pretty sweet. People should check it out. Cool. cool. Brian, what about you? Anything else? I didn't talk about anything I played, I don't think. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. Like, Do you have anything else that you've played like other than... Legion. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Legion's probably what I played the least amount of, to be honest. Um, well, I mean, we did play Rainbow Six. They have a new Halloween event. It's like, sh- I forgot what it was called. Sugar Fright or something? Yeah, it's Kill Confirmed from Call of Duty yeah, and other so shooters. Probably their least creative Halloween effort in the last few years. But it's still kind of cool. It's funny. But uh, it gets old quick. Um, Yeah, we really suck at that game now. Yep. Yeah. So that's enough of that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Did a little more Return of the Oberdin. Um, I feel like I kind of suck at that game. But maybe it's just that things are not coming together yet. Because I have to unravel the whole story more. In order to make better guesses about things. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think I have like three or four people identified and that's about it. <laughs> Probably only three. Cause they only, they only solve in chunks of three, but well, three, yeah, I have for sure. But then the okay. others, uh, yeah, I have a lot of unblurred faces, but I still don't really understand why, but, uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. That game's cool though. I'll definitely get back to that at some point. Um, the Control DLC, I stopped playing The Foundation. I, I don't think I'm going to finish it, to be honest, because I'm so irritated and I'm just not really enjoying it that much, which is a bummer because I loved the base game. Um, I had an issue with it, too, like a bug, and that really pissed me off and made me rage quit. Um, it was a little buggy. The Alan Wake one feels a little bit better. So there's, there's Honestly... This- 
you don't have to play through the foundation stuff yeah. to try the Alan Wake stuff out. So you might want to do that, that before you like set it down. That's what I was going to say. I'm, I don't mean I'm going to set down playing all the control DLC, just that specific one. I don't really want to do the foundation anymore. I don't really like the lame cave system you go through. I don't think it does the game justice, really. Like, I think it it really shines when you're actually in the oldest house. Um, And, like, the new abilities I don't really do much for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm still interested to see what happens, kind of, but I don't really like the journey to get there right now. Like, I spent forever, like, going up this weird elevator shaft thing. And then there's, like, an encounter right after you take the world's slowest elevator ride up. And it has the one enemy in the game that I feel like is, like, I don't understand it still. There were very few of them in the base game. It basically just, like, looks like a dark angel and appears by your side. And then you're basically dead. Like, Mm. it hits you once and you have, like next to no health left and uh having to wait for that excruciate excruciatingly slow elevator to show up to get up to that point to redo that encounter over and over again and then to have it bug out when i actually beat it and just leave me locked in that room just made me not want to play that anymore but that's fair that sounds like it sucks but uh yeah i'm sure the other one's cooler anyways because alan wakes in it so I'll probably go back and check that out. I must say though, it like it does run and look amazing with all the RTX tricks. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um what else did I play? It's more Destiny, of course. Not much to say about that. Things are gonna get wildly different in the like next week, week and a half when they drop the new expansion and take out half the content. But add new stuff. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Sea of Thieves. That was a surprising one that I picked up. I saw you playing that the other day. I was like, oh, wow. We were looking for something different and cooperative to play after we played Left 4 Dead 2 actually for a while. That was fun. Still a great game. Um, But Sea of Thieves is like pretty wild now they've added so much stuff to it just even like functional stuff like back when we played that game at launch you couldn't join a game in progress and now you can yeah and there's like an extra ship type for like three person crews because the the Hmm. four-man boat was a little unwieldy with three people i remember i think we Um, went over this like a while back yeah we did yeah we argued about how many different ships there were well, there are three different ships. That's good. Thank I you for clarifying. Yeah, and there's some, like, I don't know, just the emergent gameplay of it is just so fun. Like, we thought we were doing cool, like, doing cool shit, like, doing well, um, collecting all these bounty skulls. We had the ship all loaded up. We're like, all right, we're good to go. We start sailing back to the outpost, and all of a sudden, this ghost ship started emerging from the water and completely wrecked us. And then, so we had to go back and find all the treasure because it, it kind of just floats in place for a while and then it slowly starts sinking if you take too long. Yeah. And like, like, I think we got everything back, but basically, 
Like Jim had to respawn where the treasure was and just sit in the water while I manned the ship and get, like the new ship that it spawned for us and got it all the way back there. And then by the time I got back there, stuff was sinking. So we had to go way underwater to the point to where you don't even know where up and down is and just get the stuff. And we got everything without drowning. It was pretty amazing. That sounds like why I stopped playing that game. Why? (laughs) Because I don't want to die by a random thing and then lose all the treasure that I spent hours getting. Eh, it's part of the fun. Sure. They also... And then you pull into shore and get shot by some asshole who's sitting on the dock with a fucking sniper rifle? We didn't run into anybody. Um, I think most of the people that want to to be involved in PvP play the other mode that they added called Arena, where you actually are meant to meant to attack each other people yeah you can like you can still run into other crews and attack each other and whatnot but i don't think it's as common as it used to be and they have some like anti-griefing tools in place now so that's kind of cool um and i played a lot of shadow of the tomb raider because i picked that up it was on sale like i never really got too far in it like on xbox when i had it and then I sold my Xbox. I recall not liking it as much as the other two, but having restarted it and gotten a lot further in it, I mean, I think it's pretty solid, honestly. Like, it's definitely worth playing through if you liked the other two. Um, yeah, I meant to listen to our episode to figure out why I didn't like it very much, but um, I didn't, and so I can't remember, really. But I don't think I liked that game. It definitely gets the first better the further you get into it. I would say my biggest complaint with it is the AI is really dumb. Like, I feel like you don't really feel like you're fighting people like when you should yeah. be. And yeah, but I mean, that could also have to do with the difficulty level I have it on. Um, it's definitely a very good looking game. It runs really well on PC. There's Ray Trace Shadows, so that's cool. Yeah, I don't remember them having ray tracing out for that initially, at least. But they maybe. didn't. They added it later. Okay. Um, I've got sixteen um, percent of the trophies on that game, so I don't think I got even probably halfway through. It would be my guess, but <laughs> I'm I think about three quarters of the way through, based on what I've heard. But we'll see. I I do hope to finish it in the next week before Beyond Light comes out. But yeah, that's it for me. Sweet. Uh, let's talk about Watchdog, Watchdogs Legion. <laughs> Watchdog Legion. I have to Watches keep stopping dogs. myself. Uh, Watchdogs Legion's Legion. Watchdogs Legion is an action adventure <laughs> game developed by Ubisoft Toronto, published by Ubisoft, and uh, it is a set within a fictionalized representation of a future dystopian London. The game story focuses on the hacker group DeadSec as they seek to clear their names for a series of bombings that impacted the city, as well as liberating its citizens from its surveillance state by an oppressive private military company named Albion. Um, yeah, uh, I've probably played more of Watchdogs than you guys have. And this game's really fucking cool. <laughs> I like the series. I, I still, like, I, I never finished the first one. I never finished the second one. These games are so fucking huge, it's hard to finish them because there's so many crazy things to do and collect and things to see. Um, but Legion Legion's really cool. It Like, I, lo- I love the setting. I love the way it feels. The darkness of it is dope. Um, 
I love all the cool cyberpunky style like clothing and shit people wear. Like I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if you wear certain clothing at night, it glows. Like there's like glowing parts of your clothing that like light up differently that you can't see during the day. I haven't I seen the I've game seen at night nighttime. yet. <laughs> really? Oh man, I feel like I've only played at night and it's awesome. Um I love the ability to like just the different shit you can hack and do now, like the the fucking worker drones, like the cargo drones mm-hmm. that you can hack and like stand on top of. Like that's easily my favorite way to travel <laughs> in the game is to just grab one of those giant drones and climb on top and then fly over the city cuz I can see all kinds of cool oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Oh That's yeah, cool. and anybody can do it as long like anyone can hack those drones and use them, and they're super usable for like different puzzles and things. Like when you're collecting um, your tech points to like allocate different skills and things, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those tech points are in these crazy unreachable places, and the only way you can get to them is by stealing one of those cargo drones and like jumping on top <laughs> and flying yourself up to it, or like using a scissor lift to get to them on like weird yeah. balconies and shit. I tried that and I didn't have it at the right height and ran into some archway and it like tipped over and yeah, it was fun. Nice. Yeah. No, this, this game has a lot of really cool stuff going on in it. Um, the graphics are fucking crazy good looking on my computer. I I mean, you're bottlenecked or whatever by your CPU, but I, I mean, I posted my benchmarks. I'm, I'm happy. Like I, I did have it locked to 60 frames, but I'm happy with the way everything looks on my computer. I don't um, know why you would lock your game if you have G-Sync. It kind of defeats the point. Because uh, I don't think G-Sync works on this computer. There's so many things that don't work right on my computer because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and you, yeah, but as you long put as, it together, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as the games run, that's all I really care about. Um, and they do, except The Witcher 3, that doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, the, so <laughs> Watch Dogs, I really... So the nemesis system that they have implemented in this, if anybody's not familiar, is this ability to literally walk up to any NPC in the whole world and you can recruit them for the cause. Like they can all become part of DeadSec. You don't have a centralized character. You're I think the centralized character is Bagley. I, I think mentally, like you're meant to be Bagley, which is this AI unit that's going around telling all the the people. Like it's that's just my little meta uh like conspiracy theory about this Head game. Cannon. Yeah. Um but it kind of makes sense if you really think about it. So Bagley is this AI that is like basically everybody has Bagley on their phones, but like DeadSec has used a version of Bagley to basically help them like hack shit and implement like their agenda across the board. And uh, being able to go up to any NPC and you start a cr- recruitment process, which then gives you like a small side mission that you have to do specific to that NPC. It's some kind of fetch quest or like you need to go somewhere and talk to somebody and kill something or like steal information from a, a base over here or whatever. All pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Not for me, apparently. I try, I had to disable a car bomb, but then I kept hacking the car to run over the people inside the enclosure that it was at. <laughs> and then the car ended up blowing up and that recruit hates me now. Awesome. He, he's not recruitable anymore, I don't think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it it is a very cool system. I don't feel as though there's enough diversity in the NPCs though, because I feel like I see a lot of the same one around the world. Uh, For instance, I was in a specific area. I, I, you know, came out of the subway tube to like, you know, because I had fast traveled and there's a dude there, you know, african-american man hanging out with dreads and he's waving newspapers in the air and he's all like hey blah 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 like newspaper yada yada and like it says i can recruit him and like one of the bonuses to recruiting him is that 
he you get like a signing bonus of the cryptocurrency in the game and then literally across the street from him i'm looking past this guy i haven't moved from the spot that i'm at there's another one of him doing the same animations in the same time that he's doing like it's literally like a mirror like not mirrored image but like a duplication of the exact same dude same clothes same haircut same newspaper but he had different uh perks in his stat setup yeah I don't know if you guys knew that, but you can scan the people first to see what their stats are before you recruit them. That's always beneficial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I was like, ah, it's a little disappointing that this isn't a little more diverse. Like I'm looking, like I want to be, like I don't want to see the same dude across the street. Like you know, yeah. different, he's got a different name and different stats, but it's the same model, same clothes, same voice actor. Like change it up a little bit. I realize that's probably like a very the nemesis system that they implemented is is pales in comparison to the one that they wanted to put in the game because I think what they ended up that's why they delayed it was because they realized that what they really wanted to do with it was not actually possible but yeah they had to rein it in at some point yeah so all things considered I think it works really well and it's very cool and it's definitely sweet like Gladys said in the chat it's fun to play with old people who have a bunch of negative perks like I picked up a guy last night who he's a really good hacker but he can't fucking run like he can only stumble <laughs> Like his his walking animation is that he's literally like taking grandpa steps with a walker minus actually having a walker. Like, well, that's probably fine for me because I can never remember that the run button is R two. I know it's so irritating. So I literally am always either pinging the world or crouching and never running. So it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of teabagging when I'm trying to run. (laughs) Like I keep, I, I remember that it's a trigger, and I end up pulling out my gun every time I go to run, <laughs> and then people yeah. freak out, and then if there's any Albion agents around, they're like, "Get them," you know, and it's like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Yeah. I just like started some shit I didn't mean to start. Yeah, that happens a lot. I've died yeah. a lot. I, I know. I'm sure I could fix these things by changing controls around, but I'm too lazy to do that. Course, yeah, so. but I, I love, I love that this game has, and I've only discovered this. Because it it was in the second one too, but like in this game, the ability to like tackle different tasks in so many different ways is really cool because you could go into any situation, guns blazing, murder everyone if you want. Like it's totally fine to do that. You can play that way. It's not a problem. But if you actually like use all the hacking abilities to like scope out the rooms and then send in your little spider bot to like trigger the things that you need to trigger and set traps to like get rid of enemies in areas where you need to get to like being able to do that stuff as well as just be a bulldozer when you want to having that choice is really cool. And I, I really enjoy that part of the game. Like the spider bot is so much fun to play with. And that was introduced in the second one. They did not have that in the first game. Um, and that was one of my favorite parts of like the second game was infiltrating bases using the spider bot and trying to not get caught because if they see the spider bot, they'll kill it. And then you got to wait for the recharge. Like it's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass, but I love that aspect of being able to run around and tackle whatever task. However, I see fit. I think that's so the, the, the consoles that require physical presence or whatever. Can you do those with the spider bot? If there is a spider bot connection at the bottom of it, you have to look and see some of them have like a spider bot, little CTOS like tag at the bottom. It, there'll be a pipe leading from the, from the base of that, uh, unit. And there's a little small CTOS box at the bottom and the spider bot can trigger it that way. I feel like for maximum security, it'd be best to build consoles without spider bot connections. But that's just me. I mean, well, that's the whole thing is like the CTOS technology from the first and second game is something that's been implemented worldwide as being this like great way to run systems throughout cities. 
So it's, gotcha. it is a great way to do it, but DeadSec has hacked it to work in their favor now, but it's implemented man, everywhere else. It's almost else. like this is like a cautionary tale of installing all the Internet of Things bullshit in your house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to some extent. I mean, whatever, if Google, if all the Google homes in my house want to like revolt against me and like order me a bunch of stuff to have shipped to the house, like I'm not going to be mad about it. It's it's well, it's not it's not that they're going to revolt against you. It's that um, Vladimir Putin himself is going to dial them up and say, please murder John. And then, you know, <laughs> and then they, the, like, the speakers, order... the speakers will overload themselves and shock me like a trap. In yeah, the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Please arm trap. And so they then turn please, into arm EMP trap in traps. John's house because John is yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> While he's distracted by his phone ringing randomly. Right. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, go on. Anyways, go those ahead, are my Ryan. thoughts, general thoughts about the game so far. Uh, I do like the story. I will say that I, I'm digging it. I like the way they started it, where you get to be this like secret agent dude, like pretty cool James mm-hmm. Bondish kind of guy. I loved that intro. That was super dope. Um, and I really do the fucking hologram shit that pops up for the the zero day people. It, like that's just I don't even that's know what so, you're talking about. When in the intro, when you, you get to the end of it the, and you're on the, the rooftop, and James Bond man gets like fucked up by the giant hologram face that just, like shows oh, up and is talking yeah. to him, like that's cool. so that's so cyberpunk and fucking Blade Runner, and like I love seeing that shit in something that's considered like the the slightly distant, like not so distant future or what, however you want to phrase it. Like, man, if that shit's around the corner for us, like now, like that's so cool. I want. They kind of do that stuff with like huge drone swarms and shit. Isn't that what the what the Olympics? Yeah, uh, opening yeah, ceremony similar was? to that. Yeah. Or like Kanye West just bought like Kim Kardashian a hologram of her dad. Like, <laughs> literally, that like mm-hmm. happened. But that kind of like hologram technology implemented in that sort of way is so fucking cool. And man, man, I'm I'm just like hyped for the future. Like, there's so much cool technology. The future happening is right now. now. Yeah, and it's inspired by video games and shit. In movies, that's science cool. fiction Anyways, books. You guys, what did you guys think? What have you thought? What are your, what are your thoughts on the game so far? Mm. Go ahead, Brian. Well, um, this is the second time I've gotten a video game bundled with a brand new video card from Ubisoft um, that doesn't run well on my brand new hardware. So that's kind of a bummer. So I, I assumed this we game should, would run should, great, but it like I can't turn everything up and have it run great. It it kind of runs like shit. Caveat that with how old is your processor? Three years. It was top of the line three years ago, though. Yeah, three years ago. That's like fifty million years in computer world. I think the problem no. is I missed out on when there was like an explosion in core count, and like because. My- I would say for probably like at five to 10 years, quad core processors were like the thing. And then right after I bought mine, they started adding a ton of cores and yeah, that could be the problem. But anyways, the actual game, um, I, I liked the intro and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, for sure. And I like the, like how expansive the London setting is. I'm curious to explore and see what it has to offer. Uh, I noticed there's like a lot of cool uh, clothing shops and stuff like that. And uh, there's all those collectibles, like John was saying, like the, uh, 
the tech points that are like in really difficult to reach spots. So it's kind of like a little puzzle. I love that you can just like hack so much random stuff like the barriers and the road and uh, cars. Cars are so fun to hack. You just make somebody turn right all of a sudden and they freak out and cause all, what, all sorts you, of havoc. Have you hacked the barriers in the road that can turn into a ramp basically? Like they, they build oh, a no. wall. So they they flip up like a wall, but if you catch them at the right time, it actually launches your vehicle in the oh, air. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so like that's that's one of the things from like the first game that was a lot of fun was like going through different situations. Like if you're being chased by cars and you've got a green light, you hit it to flip to a red light as you're passing through the intersection and like all the cars start like trying to like cross traffic goes and blocks whoever's chasing you. Like that kind of shit like you can do in this game and it's really cool. And uh, it, I, I haven't seen traffic lights necessarily in this one, but I like the like the ramp uh, barriers and things that you can like launch up and shit like that. So, yeah, I use them to try and get away from uh, from the cops this one time. And it, it mostly worked out pretty well as I like pulled the the barriers up as I was driving past them and things like that. And that was pretty cool. I find that to be kind of <laughs> difficult to do with the controls like but that's probably just a problem i have well it's one of those things where like you just kind of have to be cognizant of like what you're doing as you're ripping through the streets and like a really fast car like what is that cursor like attracted to because the game Mm kind of tries to point you at like hey you could hack this thing right now in this moment and it'll be beneficial to you and like you kind of just have to be like notice that it's doing that for you because it doesn't happen all the time or like it may try to tag like several things and it's kind of hard to like pay attention to what it's doing. But usually if it's something down on the road, it's going to be one of those barriers that like flips up. And like if you're ripping by on a like, super bike and you hit that thing and it launches you in the air, man, you go fucking flying and it's hilarious. Like it's it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. I kind of feel like I should go back and Awkward check pause. out the second one. I have zero interest to play the first one, but the second one looked intriguing to me. I actually have it installed. I've never even turned it on. So, I think the main character in this one, or in uh, in the first one, Aiden Pierce, I think makes an appearance in Legion, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Mm-hmm. I've seen like he shows up in like the season pass like artwork, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming he's somewhere in here. But I don't know. Like, he, he was a cool character, though. Like, I remember the story of that game being pretty rad and just feeling like it was like it was like somebody took uh, Grand Theft Auto and Wildlands and, like, mixed it into an urban jungle, you know? Like, it, that's what that game feels like to me is because you kind of have all the same sorts of abilities and shit. Like, you've got drones and you've got all these gadgets and stuff and you've got guns and then you can drive these crazy ass cars and, like, so it's kind of a mixture of those two games in a way. But the second one, I really didn't get too far in. I, I can't remember. I know you bought it for me for Christmas that year, Brian, but I think that was the year we all I got did? into Rainbow Six. Cool. Yeah, we all got into Rainbow Six. And so mm. I started playing it, and then everybody was like, hey, we all have Rainbow Six now. This is all we're playing for the next year and a half. <laughs> and so that's that's what happened is we all played Rainbow Six that year. The good old days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, I, I keep interrupting. I I feel really bad about that. Sorry. You're very excited about this game. That's nice. I like. I just like. I've always watched the original Watch Dogs and the Division were two games that when I saw them when the PlayStation Four was announced, I was like, "Holy shit! I have to play these games." And so, like, I dig them. Like, I like everything about those games. You know, 
That's fair. I, I think I'm having a little bit of an issue with the game, like, just because doing all the hacky stuff and, like, the fact that the, like, yeah, there's some cyberpunk-esque clothing and shit in it um, just makes me want to play cyberpunk, which I think will be a better experience, but who knows? It may never come out, so... I think the timing is bad. Like I think the timing's great, because Cyberpunk just got delayed, but more on that later. Um, <laughs> I don't really... I don't feel any pull to play this game, and it makes me sad, because I hear how excited John is about it, and I know that there were some people that really enjoyed 2 a lot, and that 1 was kind of like just okay that a lot of people said... The issue um, with but, one was the fact that everybody, w- the whole basis of the game, the story, and all the fun parts about it were overshadowed by the fact that Ubisoft dumbed down the graphics. Hmm. That was all anybody yeah. would talk about, was how, oh, it looked this one way at E3, and now all of a sudden it looks like shit. And well, it didn't, I, well, really, and I, didn't really look like shit. It also didn't look as good as they said it was going to look, but it was still a fun game to play. So... I'm having that issue now. It's not just the performance of it. It's just like, I don't understand what they do with their, some of their engines where things just kind of have like this blur to them and the textures suck. Like, I don't, I don't know. They're such a huge that's, company. I, that sounds like a DLSS thing. To yeah. Me. Tweak your maybe. DLSS. I think if you had DLSS off and maybe bumped down a couple settings, you'd probably getting 60 frames per second. And then also, it would be working okay, but DLSS, like, especially without a few updates behind it, like from just the game itself, DLSS can make things look pretty weird and dithered and strange. And I've I've noticed that a couple times on mine as well. But I don't put that against the game because that's mostly just like All right. we're literally trying to invent graphics out of nothing using AI. So um, I still feel like no, the game. I mean, I think I ran the benchmark with every with that off before and it just doesn't it's not as sharp as i it would expect probably yeah because it's not literally making pixels out of nothing yeah i would think so like it, it's it's trying to render at its full and then also do all the ray tracing and all of that stuff on top of it so it's just number one you get you get a performance hit but also like it DLSS needs like not only DLSS is not strictly always a good thing. Like DLSS in control is incredible, but DLSS in other games, like they need to literally train the AI as well as they can to make the graphics better. Mm. And it it's taken time. Like the control DLSS implementation got better over time. That's interesting. So I imagine this will get better over time cool. too. But um no, so I I don't know. Like that when I sit down to play this game, and it, that's the thing, I haven't had a ton of time to play games lately, and so it's been a little bit difficult. I've been sitting down late at night to try and play Watch Dogs and get into this brand new game, and I just don't really feel it that much. Like it, it's fun to me to like be like, okay, I can hop through all of these cameras and set up all these traps for these guards, and then I have to run in and hold down a button as. And then, <laughs> whatever when i do that i get to pull the the data off of this thing i have to stay in the area to do this thing while it's downloading to my phone and then i get out of there and stuff like that like i think most of my like problems with this game is just like i don't want to invest into another ubisoft open world game right now because i'm tired of those and i have been for the last decade that they've been coming out four times a year so 
it it has that going against it for me. But there's also just kind of like this. I was being a little glib about it earlier, but the whole cautionary tale of like technology and stuff like that. Like I'm living that every day with these news stories about like Amazon handing over all their facial recognition bullshit to the police so that they or to ICE so that they can arrest immigrants and all that. Like we we live in the the terrible dystopian future that this game is like borderline not even completely acknowledging. Like there's there's this I weird schism. I don't know there's if they're this weird not schism between it. I mean I I between Albion kind of being like the hey, you know what? We got all this technology. It's gonna help us keep you safe. And by safe I mean we're gonna get rid of all the immigrants. Like I think that lives there probably, but then there's not dead sec being like, hey, we need to fucking destroy this technology so that people are safe. It's it's dead sec being like, we're gonna use this technology to make sure our version of the future exists, not the one that Albion wants. So it's just kind of like this. I don't really understand at the beginning of the game, what dead sec wants and what they're trying to do and what their actual motive is other than to just kind of be like Albion's bad. Facebook's bad. You know, like I, it, it, I don't really know. And, And granted, maybe it'll become more clear as the game goes on, but I honestly don't even feel like the core thesis of like, Hey, dead sec is good because this, like, I don't, there's that, that isn't even present in the first 30 minutes of this game. Other than like this one dude trying to stop some bombs from going off and he failed because zero day fucked him up. Who's that guy? What's his end game plan there? Who knows? Yeah. There's all these mysterious players on the board and, but, but none of that really intrigues me that much because it's like I said, like, I feel like I wake up every day and I'm like, fuck facebook is is doing this and amazon's got all this shit yeah but maybe like a company like ubisoft who knows that we're living through this kind of shit is trying to inspire some kind of backlash against it you know what i mean like maybe like they see it as like hey like these people who play our games are pretty fucking smart and like some of them like know how to do some of this shit that we like make up in our game like we need to maybe you know egg them on a little bit because like the world's getting out of hand like maybe that's the way they're looking at it Maybe, but I like. I feel like that's like when Far Cry Five came out, and they were just like, "This game doesn't have any political statements in it." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you sure?" There's a flag on the front, and this guy, his name is Jonas Seed or whatever the fuck it is, and like, uh, it. I don't know. They they've kind of pussyfooted around their own political leanings too many times for me to give them the benefit of the doubt for something like Watch. I mean, I don't mean. Well, I think that is because they don't want that sort of bad publicity to overshadow this cool thing that they made. They still want the conservatives to buy their video games. Yeah, exactly. I understand the business case behind it, but then also don't make video. They want they want Boris Johnson to play this. Okay. Sure. They want. I'm sure they do. They want him to sit down and play the game a little bit. Maybe sound like Michael Caine. (laughs) <laughs> so i don't know I, there's just like this game has a lot of baggage especially this year especially right now and like it's hard for me to be like i want to jack in and play this shit when i could just boot up disc room and run into a saw several times that's kind of <laughs> how i feel right now you know and so it, yeah it's i mean just, it's, it's like I'm that new michael bay movie that's about a pandemic coming out in like a month or whatever <laughs> yeah i don't want that shit fuck off michael bay no I mean, fuck off michael Get bay anyways michael bay just yes. fuck right off michael Go bay but also michael bay pandemic movie no i don't need no jackass no, thank you what a but fucking idiot i'm all, 
I'm similarly worried about cyberpunk for same for similar reasons. Like I feel like that's maybe further into the future yeah. and maybe more easily removed from some of the stuff. We've already accepted the decline of civilization in cyberpunk, whereas like Watch Dogs is like it's happening in front of your eyes. Yeah, I mean Watch Dogs we are to me seems like five years from now or something. It's not yeah. like the actual future in like cyberpunk is it's not like 2077 you know you know what they don't have in yeah. watchdogs is fucking foldable lcd screens or whatever that shit is not like get, <laughs> yeah because they realized it's fake they were like this doesn't this work. shit fucking sucks and they were like fuck the new razor phone fuck that split screen whatever that microsoft surface dual bullshit like get out of here with that samsung fucking garbage like <laughs> We'll see if we've learned that lesson in five years or not, but something tells me it's going to keep coming back up. This phone, you can dumb. fold twice. <laughs> <laughs> once once this way, and then you can fold it in half again the other way. <laughs> Hamburger and Hamburger hot dog. Hamburger and hot dog mode. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. A. So anyway, I, I'm glad you're enjoying it, John. And I don't necessarily like. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and say that I think it's a bad game because I can't. I mean, I don't, don't get me it wrong. Is. It has. It, it has. It has Ubisoft syndrome, like a hundred percent. The yeah. fucking world is huge. It is huge, and there is shit everywhere. There's all kinds of stuff to do, all kinds of mini game bullshit all over the place. It has the it is the epitome of fucking open world ADD. Mm-hmm. It, it's and that's. I feel like it just keeps happening. Like we keep seeing I, this like open world ADD thing, like. I don't know how big Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be, but I have a feeling it's going to be a lot bigger than fucking Odyssey and Origins. Probably. Was. And that's and that's the thing. Isn't- like, I've put down a Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I've put down Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've put down Assassin's Creed Origins. I did not play any Far Cry 5. All for this reason, I think. There's a reason why they, I like Siege. They all, and it's yeah, they all have it's like, that formula. Here's a map. Yeah, no, you do your thing exactly. Siege, it, like, Siege has a focus. It has yeah. like the point is like you you have like a singular uh, endpoint in Siege, whereas like in these games, like they're meant to be big sandbox, crazy ass open world, do whatever you want kind of games, and that is fun to some extent. I I do find that really distracting because all I wanted to do last night was at least get through four or five more of the story missions so that I could talk more about that. But I could not stop driving that stupid fucking drone around the skies <laughs> to go pick up the tech points because it's so fun. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of fun to do that shit. And, like, luckily, luckily Ubisoft knows, like, hey, if we're going to make these worlds really big and stupid, like, we better make them fun to be stupid in. And so, like, they do. They do a really good job of that. But that is to the detriment of the story of the game because then I stop caring about playing it for the story. I just want to do the dumb shit. And then you just find it and are like, what the fuck am I doing in this game? And you're like, I'm going to go play Rainbow Six instead. And you turn this off. (laughs) It's like their approach to open world that I think I don't like. Because I feel like, yeah, it's way... Okay, I guess the difference is, like, you get distracted doing dumb little things like that. But you don't get distracted by, like, a different cool side quest or something to do. That's, That's the biggest difference for me from, like, playing this and playing something like The Witcher 3 or Skyrim or something. But I think that's where Whereas, like the the recruitment it, comes in because the recruitment stuff is basically like here's a quick little side quest you can do and then you add this guy to your repertoire but and they're then all you basically have somebody, the same. It's like to some carbon extent, copied. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't know. Procedurally generated missions like Skyrim kind of started the trend up. But the only other thing that I will say to kind of clarify my position a little bit more, I'm also coming off of this game only a couple weeks, months from Ghost of Tsushima, where I was very much like, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to play this open world game through to the end. And so I'm probably, I probably still feel a little fatigue off of that, but also I just think kind of partially what Brian was getting to there that like, I think Ghost of Tsushima is a different, different enough world and time frame and setting in general for me that I can steep in it a little bit more and enjoy being there and, and like it. But like the urban London setting of Watch Dogs with, you know, ads blinking everywhere and cars all over the place and people yelling at each other and all that type of stuff is just kind of like, I don't want to spend my time there right now. I'd, I'd rather be in the countryside in Japan than I would be sitting in, in a dense urban setting yeah, like London. So it's, it, it, I think maybe this game would have struck me differently if I was not coming off of an open world game and, and, you know, the I didn't feel like the world was just burning outside of my window, but <laughs> unfortunately, that's that's where I am at the moment. So once again, like I think if you liked Watch Dogs games in the past, this sounds like it's it's a it's a worthy successor. There's there's a little bit more to it. They do some interesting things with like the decentralized storytelling and not having a main protagonist. Um, and I think that's maybe what this game is going to be kind of remembered for is the idea of like, hey. We wanted to give you endless possibilities of the people that you could play as and kind of try to tell a story to you without needing, you know, without needing a specific person in that role because you could be the person that's there in that role. Like, you can fit yourself into it more if it's just kind of like anybody could be here, right? And I think that's cool. I just don't feel the need to to see it through right now. And so, you know, I, I like... We got this game for free with our graphics cards, and so I don't feel that no, bad that, if I don't that was going to be one of the other things I said, is that you didn't pay for it, so you don't really have yeah. much of a, like, there's no, like, oh, I better get, I'm not better get my money's worth. Although, I mean, all yes. those uh, 3080s that you picked up for, like, the entire squad of people, like, if that doesn't fucking beat it into your brain, like, um, I don't know what does. But no, it, I totally understand. I and, and definitely like the approach of this game in terms of open world as compared to Ghost of Tsushima is very different. Like Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. despite being open world, um, every aspect of everything you did furthered the narrative in that game. Mm-hmm. Like every side mission gave you background on the characters that were going to help you throughout the main mission. Like, so you were yeah. learning more. It was just all this lore building and that's great. And there's, there's a shitload of lore in this too. It's a little bit harder to find because it's not mission based. You're picking up like text messages and audio logs and like all this other crap. Like, so it's a little bit different there, but it's, uh, it, there still is lore in this game too. And I think any open world game has to have that component to like help you build the world that you're basically set loose in. Here's so. one other thing. I don't understand why eight years after Bioshock, we live in a world where you cannot just <laughs> walk around the entire game playing the audio log in your ear. Yeah, that that is super aggravating. Like there's there's an audio log in this game that I picked up that like looking at the transcript, it's probably at least five minutes long and you just have to sit in a menu and fucking listen to it instead of playing it as you're walking around and continue to play the game. And I get it because there's some cases where it's like, well, if you're playing a mission 
and you pick up this audio log, maybe you don't want to like gloss over the mission stuff because you're listening to the audio log, but I'd much rather be able to kind of interact with the world and move around and do things. Control's kind of bad at it too, because yeah, it's I was going to say control. You have to be yeah. playing. You, you either need to be in the menu listening to it, or you need to be standing next to the thing that's playing the audio log in the world as it's playing. If you move too far away, you just don't hear it anymore. You don't even see the subtitles. So it's been eight years since Bioshock. Let's not do that anymore ever again just just let me play it and i'll pause it if i need to pause it you know like we can we can figure it out but it's been more than eight years since bioshock hasn't it the original yeah I would oh say. i'm sorry bioshock infinite all right so yeah like okay. 13 what 14 years maybe since yeah. the original bioshock so okay yeah you're right my apologies i mean that audio log and walking around thing i think started with system shock to be honest or that- system shock 2 Sure. So it's even older than that. There we go. Then there's no excuses now. But yep, yeah. That, However, that... walking around listening to audio logs in System Shock Two is like a death sentence sometimes because stuff would just start. Attacking. And that's what yeah, I'm you saying. Can't, you can't hear shit creeping up on you in yeah. that game if you got an it... audio log blaring <laughs> in your ear. Yeah, but I could be. I, just like real is, life. I could be <laughs> right. I could be flying around a drone, picking up the technique point or whatever the whatever the points are called. Yeah, you know, while I'm listening to these things instead of you know just sitting in the menu. Ab- absolutely no. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, I can't think of the game that does that so well now. Like a more recent title. Um, I think. Uh, I think. I think Ghost Recon. Breakpoint allows you to listen, like you pick up an audio thing and it like plays it while you're walking around. Yeah, but that's like it, instead of it bringing up in a menu or anything, it's literally just you you pick it up and it plays it while you're mm-hmm. doing your thing or whatever. Spider Man also any, anything like that. I think Spider Man plays the J Jonah Jameson Infowars podcast uh, as you as you're swinging through the city as well, which I think they do it pretty pretty well. But I don't think you're really ever like picking those up from the world. I think they just play as you get out of missions and things. So right, right. They just come up on his phone because he probably puts it in his AirPods while he's slinging around the city. Yeah, sure. But, mm-hmm. All right. Should we talk about news? Anything else on? Legion. And the only news to talk about is Cyberpunk being delayed because nothing else matters in this world. <laughs> All right. Well, I so. let me yep, we can we can kind of go straight to that. There's a few other like 10,000 things that I have pulled up that we could maybe talk about oh, briefly. Oh jeez. Wow. Uh, we'll talk about Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk got delayed to December 10th. So that's 21 days from its uh last delayed date, which was November 19th. And CD Project Red devs are getting death threats because of it. That's really shitty. Don't threaten people at all for anything. It's the just internet. a video game. Yeah. It's literally they just did, a video game. It did flip, though. They, they said it's mainly because they're trying to get it to work on current gen, right? They got it working fine on new, on the next gen. That, I don't know that that's like fully confirmed. They literally just said, like, hey, we're having a hard time because we're we're testing nine versions of this video game uh, because like I have the thing up on screen right now. They say nine versions of it. The Xbox One slash X compatibility on the xbox series snx ps4 and pro compatibility on the ps5 pc and stadia so they have like nine different versions of the game that they need to make sure all work okay mm-hmm. um so do we blame cd project red for this or do we blame the companies making the systems who can't just make one fucking system 
Um, I think that if they wanted this game to be next gen only, they could have chosen to do that if they wanted to. Uh, like I, I think they should have. I don't think it's on Sony or Microsoft for being like, hey, we have all of these platforms. Now, is it Sony and Microsoft like teaming up to give them money to make sure it comes out on current gen? Maybe, but probably not. That doesn't sound like it's possible. But, um, you know, I think I think in general, and maybe my opinion has changed a lot over the last couple months with this game and CD Projekt Red, but they they're like they're the they're the picture they're the meme of the kid on its bike putting the stick in its spoke and being like fucking fucking cyberpunk (laughs) like it they i don't understand why they did this because it's not like their fiscal year ended in april which was the original release date for this thing their fiscal year probably ends in march like every other fucking fiscal year not to mention they're a private fucking company so uh not well, that's interesting that you mentioned that because i just read this headline saying that their share price fell 25 percent in the last two months all right well maybe i need to do a little bit more research on that at least. i don't but. i think i don't think they're private but i don't think they're worldwide public they may only be public in poland okay well then i retract my statement there at least so yeah it, it's, it's but at the poland. same time like you know if they were trying to meet a quarter like the quarter doesn't end in april no matter how you slice the months and whatever but my main thing here is that if if you're not if you can't commit to a date by so much that you get delayed from April to September and then September to November and then November to December, fucking don't put a release date on your game. And I get it that COVID is hard. COVID's really hard. You know what? We knew that in April. <laughs> like, it's the shit's going to get <laughs> fucked. And we know that. And they could have spent the time to figure it out or just be like, hey, this game we need to work on this it could have been like when the last of us got delayed and they were like hey you know what we're gonna delay this now we don't know when it's gonna get a date we will let you know as soon as we do know but we're not gonna give you another date because we're not sure what we can make right now i respect that completely Mm -hmm. this i do not respect where they literally had their social team out the day before Telling people who were like, hey, I'm about to take some time off for, for Cyberpunk. It was am that I, day. Am I, I safe hours now? Before. Yeah, it was literally like within 12 hours. And the Cyberpunk, I was deciding the Cyberpunk account was like, hey, you're good. No more delays. And then literally the next day, boom, we're delaying it by three weeks. It's this is a fucking mess. And 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 it's it's a mess on many different levels that we're not even seeing, which is like I I don't know about this. I don't know how this game is going to come out on December 10th. And really, like, if if you went gold last month and you're still working on your day zero patch now and you had to delay three weeks to get more time on your day zero patch, you done fucked up somewhere. That's how I feel about it. This is my uh, TED talk. Tri- Trivial Balderdash in the Twitch chat says, would you pre-buy a game without a date or only... If there's something announced for release, could have been a funding move. I literally will never pre-order a game unless I think it's going to be hard to get. And this game will not be hard to get. I have not pre-ordered I, this. Like, the last fucking video game that I pre-ordered, the, pre-ordered? the only reason I pre-ordered this is because by pre-ordering it on Amazon, I got $10 off. 
Yeah, the only reason I pre-ordered it. If there's a discount or something free offered, even if it's something cheesy in-game, sometimes I'll pre-order. But I wait until I know it's going to come out to pre-order it. I still haven't pre-ordered Cyberpunk, and I I won't until maybe the day before it's coming out, if I can get $10 off or something. Yeah, I, I don't, like... Well, and here's the thing. Maybe it's a funding move. It's not a funding move because you're not buying the game from CD Projekt Red. They're not getting that revenue from Steam yet. You know, Amazon yeah, doesn't charge enough. you until you until the game is shipped to you. So they're not getting any money out of any of these pre-orders until like these games come out. So it's it's not there's not even necessarily a reason for them to be like we need to put a date on this so that people are going to buy it ahead of time like i don't i don't think that's it i think this is just a massive miscalculation due to like a lot of the issues that we're having this year but i mean that the april delay came before even covid hit so you know I can forgive True. like one or two days, but two two delays, but like literally four delays in the same calendar year is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so anyway, just trying to ruin 2020 a little more. That's all. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that like I, I'm whatever with the delay, like, it, yeah, I'm bummed about it. I'm not as mad as like I make myself seem in our private discord. Um, that's all for show. Um, well, let me, let, I'm sorry. Let me, let me preface real quick too. I'm not mad because I really don't give a fuck. This game can come out whenever. I don't really care. I just think it's fucking insane that it's been delayed four fucking times like that. Yeah, is sure. just nuts. So anyway, Definitely. sorry, back to what you were saying. No, I just like what bothers me about these sorts of situations is literally like the internet's reaction to this kind of shit. Like, I again I don't really I don't really care. You don't really care. Mm. But they're like people are fucking getting death threats over this kind of shit. Like nothing is this fucking deep, man. No. Like it's just sad. Like the state of people's minds like right now and I know everybody's on fucking edge and like everyone's tilted. 2020 has tilted the world, man. <laughs> like the world's always tilted a little bit. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Anyways, so, it, it's just like the reaction, the reaction to these delays is always the worst part of it. I feel like they don't they don't want a delay. No, they don't want and, and they don't want death threats from people. They don't want to deal with this bullshit. But like they 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 got to put it out there because if you know what, if November 19th rolled around and they were like, ah, just kidding, guys, like we got to push it off for another month. But they're giving us a little bit of a heads up saying like, hey, we're really sorry. This is taking longer than we thought it would, blah, blah, blah. And, like, people are losing their fucking minds over that. Like, man, like, everybody needs to sit down and get a fucking Snickers and chill out, dude. It's as if (laughs) none of these people have ever had jobs that relied on, you know, teamwork and things get delayed and whatnot. Probably not, you know. Gladish says, I get people getting mad when they took days off of work for that, but even then, death threats is insane. I don't get people getting mad for taking off of work. Worse come to worse, you don't have to go to work for a day. Shut the fuck up. that's fucking great. Also, the year's almost over. Shut the fuck up, man. You don't have to go to work for one day because you were going to sit around on your ass and play a fucking video game. Go smoke a bowl and eat some Doritos and shut the fuck up. Hey, also, guess what? 
don't take time off for video games because what if you booted up this game and it's like hey guess what we can't let you in because there's something fucked on the infrastructure end like yeah what if you gotta wait on a fucking if it were an online game you gotta stand in a queue for fucking eight hours anyways like you might as well just go should have just gone to work or your power goes out or something else fucks up your whole world in 2020 some other fucking wrench gets thrown in the gears have a backup plan that's that's what you need I, to do. It, I just like people taking off work to play video games. Brian, no offense, you're fucking dumb, man. <laughs> it's so I, ridiculous I one, to me. I it's have so, a day left to take to use, in, and in P- honestly, sure, I only have PTO, to work another like month and a half no, that's, before that's I'm cool. off. So yeah, and and you know what, man? Like that's cool. You got to use up your PTO, or else yeah. you just if you don't use it, you lose it. I get it. That's 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 a different story because you'd use up that day whether a game came out or not. You know what I mean? Like you would mm-hmm, use yeah. it up no matter what. But there are people who are who are getting pissed because they took a day off of work to play a video game and they're mad cuz it got delayed. Not like just get like get fucked. Like there's so bigger <laughs> there's such bigger things in this world to be mad about. I just man, I I don't know. Like that just this is quite that's the rant. Stupid. All right, let's race through some other news. Uh, there's a little more details on the Anthem update that's coming, but there's really no like concrete news about it other than, you know, they're putting slots on the mechs. Oh, cool. That's sweet. Yeah, it'll be like customizable, moddable type stuff. Interesting. Uh, Does the game have any substance yet? There's no, there's no dates, no nothing. They're not talking any real, nothing real about it. So yeah. more on that later. Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine got delayed into Ubisoft's 2021 fiscal year, so that's sometime after April 2021 at this point, uh, which is a bummer, but I think uh, Far Cry 6 was dated for, like, February, February 18th, it says here on the Polygon article. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's okay. Like, Ubisoft feels like the only company that has video games actually coming out now because they have not only Watch Dogs, but they also have Assassin's Creed Valhalla's coming and this Immortals Phoenix Rising, which used to be uh, Gods and Monsters, uh, are coming out. So uh, no big deal, but, you know, also a bummer because I'm kind of curious what this Rainbow Six game is really going to how if it's going to champion, is it going to feel like a side story or is it going to feel like a fleshed out full game? So I'm still interested to see more on that one. And I feel like they've been really quiet on it, but we shall see. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one, honestly, probably more so than any of the other Ubisoft stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, There was some news that came out that the uh, Halo Infinite's director stepped back after the disappointing showcase that happened uh, this this past August, which, uh, you know, none of us care about Halo, Halo too much, but I just think the fact that, like, that went so poorly that the director steps back is kind of telling and makes me curious if this game is even going to make it out for, like, spring of 2021 at this point. Uh, it sounds like they have a lot of work to do. So Indeed. And I think now they have somebody who was formerly a Halo bungee developer acting as director at this point um so marty o'donnell it's not marty o'connell <laughs> but uh no it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of what what that game ends up being and and how much it changes between now and and when it actually comes out mm-hmm. so Let's get some Call of Duty news out here. Zombies is going to be exclusive for PS4 and PS5, which honestly exclusive for a year, which to me is kind of crazy that they basically just like 
fuck you Xbox guys that want to play zombies because by the I, time I you can, there's a new Call of Duty coming out. I don't think it's all of the zombies modes. It's specifically a zombies onslaught. onslaught. Okay. Interesting. Onslaught mode. This is the last Call of Duty. They're all going to be game. It's just going to be games as a service expansions from here on out. They're just going to add content and take away content just like Destiny. That's what they should do. I think do. that's what they should do. But they should treat it still kind yeah. of holding off on that. They should do their reason. sports games like EA should do their sports games like that too. Not For sure. offer a new title with like basically no changes every year. Yeah. Uh but also on the Call of Duty beat here, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War needs 50 to 250 gigabytes of storage at launch. So make sure you delete the last two Call of Duties to be able to fit this one. Um, just the last one, honestly, yeah. takes up that much space. So if you want just the multiplayer, you only need 50 gigabytes. But if you'd like all of the other modes, you need at least 175 gigabytes. But if you want the 4K textures for the game, that's a total of 250 gigabytes of storage space. Damn. So um, that's over a quarter of the available space on your new PlayStation 5 or Xbox One X. Yeah, that's Enjoy. shitty. Uh, I posted this in our Discord. Did you guys see the Into the Spider-Verse suit that's coming to Miles Morales? Yeah. Yes, I did. It's, it's very really, cool. really cool. They, so this this is a costume that you can get in Miles Morales that looks like the animated movie uh, costume. But the cool thing about it is it moves at the same frame rate that the animation in the movie did. Uh. Not, not the frame rate that the normal game would. And then I think on top of that, those are the only frames they could get to work. They couldn't get it. They could only render 14 frames a second. <laughs> playing, they're yeah, playing the it in 16K hardware. right now. Yeah. With 14 um, frames a second. But you also get the really sweet, like, sound effects and, like, awesome, like, pow motion lines and things like that off of this one as well, too. So there's a little bit more to it as well. But looks really cool. I'm excited for it. Uh, it's a nice movie, looking game. That movie. There are people. Great. I I don't remember where I read it. I think it was in like when they posted in IGN's like comments or something. But there's all these people that was oh great like that looks like shit because of the way it renders blah 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 blah. Yeah, and all these other people were like, low. oh these other people were like, but that's the way it looked in the animation. Like, did you yeah. not watch Into the Spider Verse? You fucking moron! Like, <laughs> no, no, they didn't. No, but that that's the thing. The, the reason that I bring this up is that they also had the like comic. In, in the original game, they had the comic skin that looked really, really cool because it looked like a comic book no matter what angle you were looking at. Yeah, Peter it was Parker like in. cell-shaded like yeah. in a very flawless cool. manner. Yes, so they, they're doing really cool work with their like costumes that kind of buck the graphical norms of the game, and I think uh, this is no exception to that. So, Well, the whole the whole point of the the rendering of the 14 frames a second in Spider-Verse was that that was when Miles Morales like didn't really know how to be Spider-Man, and then by the end of the movie, he was moving flu- fluidly fluid. like at the full yeah. 30 frames or 20, I think it was 24 frames a second for animation at that well, point. Well, thanks for spoiling that for me. I haven't seen it yet. It doesn't spoil anything for you, but what I'm saying is it'd be cool if that was an element in which you, when you use the suit, the more you use it, the smoother his action gets. And then like, that would be cool. And then if you're able to just like, you know, for effect as you're playing, you could turn that off and then he just always looks 14 frames a second if you want it to. Like, I think that would be sweet. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, that looks um, good to me. Yeah. I'm excited for that game. Uh, could be playing it in two weeks. We'll see. Um, 
Also on the PlayStation 5, beat PS5 will not actively monitor or listen to your voice chat, Sony says. This was a big thing that came out after the PlayStation 4 update that brought some of the PS5 features in, in terms of groups and voice chat and stuff like that came out. Uh, showing that there's a you can report people for voice chat um, and the the console is going to keep kind of the last five minutes, I believe, and you can send up to 30 seconds of a message in for this kind of voice chat situation. But Sony wanted to clarify this is being recorded locally. It is not being recorded on the system or on on Sony's network so that they have it to review later. Uh, um, so good to know and and hopefully that calms people down a little bit so that you know they only have to worry about their phone their tv their microwave and other I, like what what conversations are you having that you're this fucking concerned about it man <laughs> like i just don't understand that shit man well you like, know when you're plotting to kidnap the governor of michigan you don't really want sony to be the one to report you i'm just i'm gonna like every every 30 seconds or so while i have voice chat rolling i'm just gonna be like fuck sony like real hard into the mic <laughs> and then see what happens like if they're like oh this guy this guy keeps saying fuck the, sony, the sony like, better, agents will show up to your house gonna, yeah these it, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be shinra from final fantasy 7 showing up on my front door <laughs> <laughs> well that's no, cool it always I think just you'd enjoy me- that it makes me think of my favorite episode of Harvey Birdman, which is the Blackwatch Plaid episode. Bill <laughs> Ken Seven just goes insane with his totalitarian like rule, and uh, <laughs> Reducto takes Birdman's phone and he's like, "Mail bomb, libertarianism," <laughs> and like he just says all these code words into the phone, and it's it's fantastic. But yeah, no, I you're gonna be all right. Just don't admit to murder on your PlayStation, and you won't have to worry about it. Uh, one of the thing, two other things, real quick. Apple is removing the app that would allow people to play Stadia streaming on iOS. It was a browser app that was full screen. Boo. Um, and they are removing it. The weird thing is that Amazon Luna basically does this with the Safari browser that's built into the phone. So why does Amazon get to do it, but Google doesn't? Who knows? Sweetheart deals. Sweetheart deals. Yes. Money. Um, Apparently, the billions of dollars that Google's paying yeah, say, to be the... Google didn't pay them enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be the exclusive search provider or the default search provider on the iPhone is not enough for them to get a, a full-screen app for their Stadia stuff via iOS browsers. But So ridiculous. It's getting very windy. All right. FYI. Final, uh, deleting your Facebook also deletes your Oculus purchases and account information. So, hey, guess what? Don't buy an Oculus still. Yeah, that's another reason not to. That's all I have to say about that. (sighs) So, that's it. Um, Since Cyberpunk's never coming out, we're just going to cancel the podcast. This is the last episode. (laughs) Um, Hey, two weeks from now... We may or may not have PlayStation 5s. That's true. Again, anyone out there listening, please let us know if you want to see some kind of unboxing or something. uh, We would totally do that for you. I'm sure you've already seen all the other ones that actual first-rate podcasts and news outlets (laughs) have released on YouTube. Um, They get that shit for free. And they get get it for free. We have to pay out of pocket for it. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, let us know. We'll we'll do it. We'll do an unboxing. I'll do one. I don't care. I think it'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm planning to play at least some Demon Souls and some Miles Morales. Uh, yeah, I think I I'm gonna have PS5. to pick up a copy of Demon Souls. I watched the gameplay trailer and I was just like, holy shit! <laughs> nice, because my god, that game. Not only does it look amazing. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's going to look that good on my TV. I have no clue how it's going to look, to be honest with you. But I was, that trailer had me floored, man. Like, yeah. I, it just looks so good. And it, it's, you know, whatever, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, they're all the same. All the you Souls could probably games. get yourself a discounted OLED TV, you know. <laughs> well, it's, my, my Sony TV in the living room is 4K HDR the whole bit. It's a fancy Sony Bravia. It's, you know, it's it is not, nice looking. That should, that should be pretty good. I wonder, it probably doesn't, when did you, you got that one last year, right? Yeah, it was about a year, a little, uh, two years so ago, it's maybe? Probably, it probably is an HDMI 2.1, so you won't be able to get the 120 frames, but it should at least do 4K 60 with HDR. That's, so that's, that's nice. I don't, un, like, 60 frames is fine, man. <laughs> Yeah, Let's no. be real. None of these games are going to run above 60 frames at 4K on these consoles anyways. Well, at 4K, yes. No, but but uh, there's still going to be the weird modes. Like, Spider-Man has a mode that runs in 120 frames, but the problem is it does not do any ray tracing, and I think it renders below 4K. It just Yeah, that's dumb. It just uh, upreses it. So, you know. Well, you, when- guys, you guys have fun with your giant PS5s if they show up. We will, yeah. We might get crushed underneath them when they get delivered, but um, it should be exciting. At least new consoles are exciting. I heard the it's controller's really cool. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing as well. There have been a lot of people that are raving about the controller. Um, yeah, uh, Mar- did... Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD on YouTube, did a really good video about the controller. Yeah, so I also heard that if things, if you don't like haptic touch or you're not a vibration kind of person, there you do have the ability to turn that stuff off as well from the That's from cool. this, the uh, PS5 um, interface. So I love I love that stuff. That's one of the Me things too. I like about the Xbox One controller was all the the vibration and the triggers and things was like it's- super cool. I don't care about vibration for most games, but the yeah, like the haptic feedback in the triggers for racing games is just amazing, and I can't imagine playing one without it now. Well, it also because I played I played Dying Light on Xbox, and the triggers vibrated based on your lock picking. Like they would help mm. you learn the proper direction for the lock pick. That's oh cool. man, I keep burping all this Pepsi. So Anyways, maybe PS fives next time and whatever whatever Brian decides to play. PS five uh, Destin- Demon Destiny? Souls. Um by Destiny next time I will have started Beyond Light. Okay. Alright. So I will talk about that. Cool. Our our Destiny correspondent. Yeah. Yes. Gotta have one. Yep. Yeah, the other one quit. He's too big for us now. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. We love you guys. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher, uh, you could subscribe on our Twitch using your Amazon Prime free subscription that you get with Amazon Prime once a month. 
and uh, it doesn't cost you anything. You get that for free. They give that to you. It's one of the perks of Amazon Prime. There are very few, but that is one. Um, and then you can put in cool little John emotes in the Twitch chat like Gladys just did. Yes. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, I am playing a character in the new episodes of the Right or Wrong podcast as well. If you want to check that out, I get to play a robot. It's actually a lifelong dream of mine. Sweet. <laughs> um, so be sure to check that out. It is the next. It's chapter. Well, no. What is it? Season. I guess I don't. Know, I don't know how they're formatting it. If they're seasons or if they're just stories. Um, I guess they're just going by stories. So this is the Grivertons. Uh, Grivertones is the is the new story. I've been in chapter one and chapter two. Chapter three will come out next week, and uh, that'll be. They're doing three chapters for every story that they do, and I'll probably keep playing characters for them if they'll have me, just because I think it's fun. Nice. Um, so check that out. And then also I want to shout out to, let me pull it up real quick. Cause I don't want to say it wrong. Uh, a friend of a friend, Sam, Sam, uh, Comerford here, uh, has a podcast, a D and D podcast called role playing and role playing role spelled R O L E in the first one and role spelled R O L L in the second one, role playing and role playing. And it is a D and D podcast. I've, I've actually seen tweets of theirs pop up in the D and D subreddit a few times from other people. Nice. So, um, he, he, there was pretty funny, uh, good dude, uh, Sam here. So I would check out his podcast as well. He did send us a promo. I told him we would do a promo swap at some point. So I got to record something to send over to him as well, but, uh, check out role playing and role playing as well and right or wrong and check out Midwest podcast network, other shows like uh, horror movie yearbook. That's the only other one that's running right now. Right. Everything yeah. At is- the moment. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So yeah. That's all, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and next time we'll have PS5s and Destiny. Cool. Peace. Clap on. on no, the, wait. We have a new method, different. right? Yeah. How do we do that? We're one? gonna go to beep30.com on your phone. Oh, my phone. Beep30.com. And then you're gonna unmute it when it pulls it up, and turn your volume all the way up, and hold your phone to the mic. Uh, is this spelled out thirty? Nope. Beep30.com. Do I not know how to spell beep? B E E P. Yeah. Rezero.com. B I E P. <laughs> it says Safari cannot open the page because the server cannot be found. That's weird. Too many people recording podcasts on a Sunday. Hang on a sec. You got 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? For the next beep. Oh. Uh, it beeps comes. every 30 seconds. Seven. Six, five, four, three, two. Dot com? Yep. That's a long ass beat. John, are you recording? Yeah. (sighs) Well, it's not opening, and I don't know why. Like, turn off your old man filter. (laughs) Are you on your Wi Fi? Yeah. Switch to the phone network, see if that works. Uh, There's too many devices. Here comes another beep. Here comes. Here comes. Shut up. B-E-E-P.
P E P. I have two B's in here. B B. B B E E P. Beep. Beep 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 beep. Beep. What are you, fucking Roadrunner? Beep beep. I have to fucking pee again. I'm sorry. Please put all of this in the end of the episode. I think we can determine now that the clapping and all of that isn't the problem. (laughs) The beeping is also not a problem. (laughs) God damn it. Oh. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm just going to keep holding it up to the mic. That's fine. <laughs> okay, let me go to Beeb 30. Yeah, B-E-E-B 3-0. You got it? Yep. Hold it up to your mic. Make sure your volume's up. The thing is unmuted. <laughs> you just hear like bzz, bzz, <laughs> Like a vibration. <laughs> All right. That should do it, right? That should do it. You want another one in 30 seconds, just in case? No, it's fine. I'll trust it. We'll trust in science. We are muted. We are post-showed. Do you want to do a a post-beep? Another beep? Sure. Let me pull it up. Hold on. Ah, where did my window go? You guys ready? We could do one in 10 seconds. Okay, we gotta wait. It's going. Let's wait. I didn't think you were going to we'll be ready in time, one. so it's I didn't fine. bother doing that. We'll do that. the next one. We'll do another one. I wonder who that is. I wonder if that's my neighbor. Could be. Cool. There Did a mine sub. work? Hmm? Did mine go off? I don't know. Did you hear it? Mm, not really. Maybe I did. I can't tell. <sighs> All right. Take your headphones off. We're doing one more. <laughs> what the fuck? Is your volume up? Can you hear me? It's not working, even though the volume's up all the way and it's unmuted. Did you click the current the, the mute button on the page? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it worked last time. Well, I fucking hope so. <laughs> Why is this such a problem? <laughs> Why? All right, let's do it one more time. Just, I may have had the silent switch on, which doesn't affect audio normally, but it is for this for some reason. Did it work that time? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. All right, not recording anymore. All right, I'm stopping mine too.